All right. It is May 23rd. It's 5, 10 p.m. Grant Upchurch, how are we doing? Why don't we're, you start us off? We're doing awesome. Doing good. This is the Texas Cornhole Show. My name is Grant Upchurch. This is Jonathan Zarzinski, my lovely co-host. And we're about to get in on some great cornhole stuff that's been happening lately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of wish that the ACL game zone, fan zone thing worked better. Yeah. So we... So there's like topics for uh, today. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the season ending for Texas Cornhole League, the recent Pro National that had that featured a lot of Texas players. ACL Pro National. ACL Pro National. Um, we're going to be talking about some MCL stuff. Um, not my leg, but the league. Um, and yeah, and so the reason <laughs> I bring that up with the ACL, TCL, neither league is very good. ACL definitely better than TCL when it comes to advertisement. Um, or I guess letting people know what actually happened at the events or happening within the league. But both um, both companies only use Facebook. One way better than the other. TCL does absolutely nothing besides post backdrops and when the next event is. <laughs> ACL at least posts things after the event talking about who finished where, placements, um, how people threw, et cetera, et cetera. Gives something gives people something to look at. Some highlight reels. Right. So where TCL doesn't do anything, but you can go buy some bags. Hey, you have a bag drop tonight. The sloth is dropping the tonight. The sloth is dropping tonight. Super excited. It's a cool bag. It is. I've, I've had the pleasure of throwing that bag. It's badass. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to sell out day one, but it'll have another drop soon, I'm sure. Uh, the next drop will be at the league championship. Will it? Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's fast, in my opinion, but it, you could still control it. It's at that happy medium. So we got to keep in mind, too, that we weren't able to, I mean, just absolutely beat them the hell up. Hell up. So you got to throw them. Every bag, as soon as you pull it out the out of the box, that's as fast as the bag is ever going to be. And yeah. people need to keep that in mind. You got to throw the bag and let that slow side wear in. And it, then it'll get to the speed it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to digress. But yeah, the slot's dropping tonight. Um, yeah. So I all of this stuff that we're going to be talking about is coming from memory because I thought I would be able to open up the ACL fan zone, game zone, and get back to the stats and I couldn't figure it out. And maybe it's cause I'm dumb. I went to search events. I lo- ser- tried to search by location, Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm just not coming up. And I even the, went to completed. Right. You're not the only one. It, it, when it comes to looking up who's doing what, where, and you, and numbers, you can't do it. It's, you know, and one of the big problems is the gambling because I've seen some legitimate complaints on the old Facebook about how somebody watched a game. And they're like, no, the stats are not the stats that are being reflected in the in the bet that I made are not what I watched and, and saw. So not exactly tracking stats precisely and correctly. Maybe that's why I can't find the events. I don't we'll know. We'll elaborate on that. So well, you can bet like over under on how many four baggers Deborah Odom's gonna throw in a 10 round uh game. Okay. Right. And I think they had it at like four. And the Aspros were like, that's take the under on that one. They had they had that one and they had a, a couple other like sure thing bets. And, uh, you know, why would so you take it, the under on that one? I would take the over. Well, because I think she's only going to throw the bag five times because it's a 10 round and doubles. So she's only going to have, Oh, and doubles. Yeah. So you're basically saying is Deborah going to throw a perfect game? Almost right. No way. Maybe, but she's not throwing like uh, super slinky bags. No, and let's not, and let's be real here. Not, not these pros aren't throwing perfect games every game. Right. Or I mean, hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah, so the under on some of these four bag uh, perfect game things is pretty crazy. But in in prize picks, you got to pick like uh, you know trifectas kind of stuff, multiple bets yeah. at the same time. Yeah. What do you call those? I, f- I forget. Uh, parlays. Parlays. Yeah. Um, but 
Anyway, I don't remember the specific example that people are complaining about, but it is difficult to find the stats for every single game. And it's getting crazy because people are betting real money on this. You can't get stats to do the research to make your bets. And you, you can't be certain that the bet that you placed was paid out properly because you can't go back and read the stats. So is ACL trying to run before they walk? Yeah, I think they're bitten off more than they, they can chew in this one. I, I think so. And how do these gambling commissions regulate this stuff? You'd have to make sure that the stats would be readily available and correct. I want to see what, who out, has anyone really cleaned up? Yeah, the Ass Brothers talk about it all the time. After they, they had Justin kicking ass when he went and kicked ass and they, they took all the money. You know, I think he was saying they won like 21 units or something. So bet a buck, they won 21 bucks is my understanding. And again, oh, so this they didn't is all say from the memory. exact amount they won. It was just... They talk in terms of units. Okay. Right. Fair, fair enough. So um, maybe they bet a thousand and won 22,000. Well, it sounds like I need to get into, into some cornhole gambling. Yeah. Prize picks. I'd love fueling addictions. But I'm thinking they're going to get out of it soon because they've got to be losing their ass. And I, I can't imagine that, the, that ACL is. No, the guys that are making the line, the bet makers. Well, you need someone making the, guys the taking line the bets. that really knows cornhole. And they don't. And they don't. And it's hard to track all these pros across the nation unless you see them throw at nationals. Yeah. But that's not the yeah. best problem. Yeah, the Aspros, they saw Justin pull off that feat when he won SIG yeah. 3. Yeah. And then they knew that he was a pretty good bet going in. Because yep. when the doors opened to bet, he was at like plus 2200 or something crazy like that well, plus 7000 actually you know this actually brings me to um i was listening to one of justin's games is on espn and it maybe maybe it was doubles and i know trey rider was mentioning oh all these texas people are you know i know y'all all y'all say that he's been around for a long time or this and that he's like but we just uh, you know we're just now finding out etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh-huh. you're showing right there trey that you have no idea what's going on outside of your national events right right Right. I mean, even the opens, you like you're not really paying attention because Justin's been on a tear and beating some of the top players for a while now. And yeah. I know it's not happening within your specific league, but it's still happening. It's happening. Well, okay, so let's talk about this last national. Um, one of the best doubles matches I've ever watched, and I think you said you haven't been able to watch it yet. It ended in a one-hour game. Uh, Tony Smith and uh, my cousin, not really my cousin, it's a joke because his name is Trzinski, which is a lot like Trzinski. And they had an incredible game against um, the dude who was great last year and Lopez. And I, I want to. I want you to tell me why it was one of the best doubles games. Well, it's because it culminated in this the, these moments of tension and pressure. How many moments? I'm going to say multiple. When? Towards the end. Okay. And what what caused this pressure and this tension was the shot clock and the timeouts. Okay. And they were managing, they were trying to manage their timeouts. And it was interesting because some of these guys would do back-to-back timeouts. I think Lopez did a back-to-back because he called a timeout, figured out what he wanted to do, or kind of figured out what he wanted to do. And then he had to take another timeout, right? So they're burning through timeouts. And it's automatic, by the way. You don't actually have to call the timeout. If you go overtime and you have a timeout left, they call you or they count one of your timeouts. So... They're having to battle against the clock. And then it got to the point where the game was really close and both teams were out of timeouts and they had to throw the bag when they weren't exactly sure what they should do. And this brings me to something that I think is pretty obvious. If you're going to be a professional cornhole player in doubles, you should have a locked in 100% confirmed like sign language, basic, simple communication between you and your team. Well, teammate. that's chemistry. Chem- yeah. And part of that chemistry should be like dedicated sign signals, if you ask me, like hand signals or something so that you can tell them what to do immediately. I, I think that's too much. I think it's more it's chemistry and trust. I mean, that's all it is, because I shouldn't 
You, I should have, okay, Brandon Gregor, for instance. I've played a ton of cornhole with him. We trust each other wholeheartedly. He ain't got to ask my permission. I ain't got to ask his permission. What's the hole look like? Moving on. It's interesting that you use the term permission. Like he, you have to ask your partner, like, what can is I do Is this okay? Here? I don't want to ruin your moment. So is this okay if I shoot right. this? I ain't got to do that. Right. It's both of our moment. But you want information. Like, what is, what's well, that's what I like? want. What's the hole look like? Yeah, exactly. Or do you think, what, what's the stack look like? Do you think I can push through this? Or do you think I should go over it? You know what I mean? Okay. And you need to, your partner needs to be able to tell you that right away. Sorry. All right. All right. Look at me. What's the hole look like? <laughs> Backside's open. All right. Bet. That's all. That's all you need. About, yeah. But sometimes it's not that simple. You know, sometimes maybe a push into the pile is, is going to do a little bit better. Maybe you're not feeling the airmail. Okay. Right? What's the hole look like? You need to push right here. All right. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. Okay. 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 You're simplifying it. Well, in the lights, when a national's on the line and there it's 18, 19 or 20 to 19 and any single miss matters. Um, and there's How a big rounds clog. of cornhole. Do you think these pros have played? That's what I'm saying. I, well, it's shocking that they are not ready to go and know exactly what they should throw in this instance. Right. Like that time we, did you notice that Justin looked over at the last big signature series? Justin actually looked over at Ryland Claver and was like, lay behind or airmail. Like he was asking him for advice. Right. So these high level players that have won at the highest level still are not a hundred percent certain what to do when given a cer- certain circumstance, which you would think they would be. Right. I mean, well, Philip Lopez wasn't, and he did not want to throw airmails, even though he had to. Oh, and, uh, hold up, man. Hey, we're recording a oh, show man. right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, thanks. Um, uh, where were we? <laughs> so I Philip mean, Lopez they do had tell to us to lock the door, but they, oh yeah. So he had to throw an airmail. He didn't want to multiple times. He threw this one way up in the air. He had to hit backside to stay alive and he did. Yeah. Actually got a point. It was, that was probably the most exciting shot. And that there was, but there was more than that. You know, it was just a very good, very tense game. And going back to the reason I think it was so good and intense and the pressure was there was because of the shot clock and they had to use their timeouts. And so this is what my input is on the game. Again, I have not watched the game. I understand that 95% of people have said one of the best doubles games ever. I'm sorry, but there's no way that wasn't the most boring doubles game ever 50 minutes into it. Well, I did. (laughs) So I'm sitting on my back patio. Dinner, I start watching it. Dinner arrives. We ordered food. Go inside, eat dinner. And then I'm like, hey, I wonder what happened in that game. And I pop open. It's still going. Yeah. Right. And it's only like halfway through. Or maybe it's 45 minutes in. Um, And I tried to watch the whole thing over again. I didn't. Right. But the ending was really good. So that, that cut shot. That's very like an oh, every, cut yes, shot. That's an everyday shot, by the way. Yeah. Just so we're aware. But the reason that shot gets blown up because it happened in a ve- at the end of a very long game. Yeah. Okay. At the end of a very long day. Yes. So I get it. I understand getting hype for those little bags. That's an everyday shot for a pro player, especially that specific pro player, because that's what he does. Yeah. So I want people to take a step back for a second. Those all four individuals threw lights out. Yeah. The numbers show that. I think um, Jacob's the only one that threw less than a 10. Tony Smith threw like an 11 point something. 11.35. Dude, he was automatic. Yes. Under pressure. They're playing hole for hole. And then when you get to those big shots, the big shots were hit. And that's what you want to see from your pro players, right? Them hit those big shots. Yeah. So my only thing is, again, you're playing hole for hole and you're watching that game go on for an hour. Yeah. So the shot clock needs to stay the same. 
timeouts probably need to stay the same. How many interviews do they do in the middle of the game? Well, they had a media timeout. They're doing the media timeouts. I don't know if that's new or old, but they did do a mid-game interview, I think. Um, but I know in some, one of the other games, it was the, maybe the Justin uh, versus uh, Trzinski, they had a, a mid-game interview. Um, oh, yeah, because they were up 11-0 to zero in like two or three rounds, and they were asking uh, Jacob and um, Tony, like, did you expect it to start this way? <laughs> they were like, no, we didn't. Uh, but we're just going to keep it down the middle. But yeah, that team was really hot, and so was the other team. You know, the the other one was Shimmerhorn and Needstead again in the final four, and they got absolutely killed. And so, then, go by, ahead. Sorry, they got killed by um, I'm blanking on his name. Lopez's partner, Richards. Richards, yeah, of course. Um, you know, they 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 smoked their their first game, and then same thing with uh, um, Tony and Jacob smoked the Justin and Logan, and then they went into this really long battle. Which it was good. It, look, if you don't like that game, then Cornhole's on a spectator sport. And as I've said that it's not multiple times. But as I was watching that game and I saw the shot clock playing a very important role, I started thinking, wait a second. If we start using the shot clock more and working on that, then I do think it can be a... a well, you have to start forcing big decisions. So this, would, this right. brings me to this. Do they start implementing a coach? Oh, a coach. Each team is allowed to have one person be their coach who manages timeouts. If you got questions on shots, manages the shots. I mean, I think there has to be some sort of coach involved. You know, I would experiment with that on the team. Or even the interviews. You interview with the coach. Yeah. Like, I don't think. Like a team manager. Like NBA, for example, between quarters and timeouts, they'll interview the coach real quick for the media timeouts. Yeah. But you don't talk to the players that are playing. You talk to the players when at halftime and at the end of the game, period. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And maybe they should really start start working on that with the, the whole teams thing they have going on, right? Um, which would happen this weekend. And I looked at the stats and Texas is third out of four teams uh, right now in the rankings in their division. Huh. They're not playing. Oh, they're not playing that great, but it's yeah. close. They can take a, I looked at it. Uh, I think the, I got third out of four teams at Ryder Cup one time. I was real proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting them to do a lot better, but it is close. And they can make a run here at the end. Um, yeah. I digress. I think I would love to see shot clocks in TCL maybe by what 2040, 2045. We'll have I them. mean, the uh, at the pace TCL is currently going by 2060, we'll have a shot clock. A shot clock, yeah. But hey, we want to live and die by we can't cross the line. <laughs> well, well, but there are no referees, right? So there's a referee and a shot clock in uh, an ACL, and I'll, I'll pivot over to M only Major during League. big games, only during, only during big, big games. games, right? Yeah, there was that one. Uh, open finals where Foreman was in it versus uh, Maudlin and Bubenheim. And my God, if there, I wish there would have been a shot clock in that game. It would have been so much more interesting because Frank Maudlin kept calling timeouts. He kept taking too long. I think in TCL, you do not need um, a shot clock. I think with the low number of timeouts already, I think there needs to be a general like, hey, you only have X amount of time. People take way too long in TCL. I've, I've seen guys are talking to each other. They don't know what to do, you know, like. And there are moments like that, but you can't manage that on every single board. I had, Well, you can. I had an, an idea. Uh, you can, you know, add it to the Scoreholio app or just have like a chess clock. How? For shot, per shot. Just imagine a chess clock and I'm sick of waiting and I hit it. And now you got to throw before that thing hits zero or you get penalized. Okay, I actually like that where 
at the beginning of the frame, I see you're about to talk. Let me hit that. I'm hitting it. Yeah, take yeah. a time out or throw your fucking bag. Like, I'm sick right. of waiting. Because I mean, there. Because I'm not gonna lie. I've been vocal about it before when someone's just taking an egregious amount of time to make a decision or make a shot. I'll say, hey, you got 12 seconds. Hey, you got 15 seconds. I'll start counting. Yeah. I love doing that. That gets under people's skin pretty quick. <laughs> as they are taking forever. And I'll start counting. you say count, Mississippi? I'll just, I'll, say, I'll, I'll just start counting on that. One, two, <laughs> three. Like, oh my God, throw the bag. Yes. Just free to board it. That's what kills me the most. You're just boarding it. <laughs> like, the hole is clearly clogged. And I got whoever this X person is acting like they're going to be big time and make some certain shot. And they end up boarding it. It's like, dude, don't act. You're not that guy. Right. Board the bag and let's move on. Well, okay, so I also watched Major League Cornhole, and they have a shot clock. And they're, I think it was the Ohio Riders versus the Buffalo Brawlers. I, there was 50 people watching on Facebook, which five times what I was expecting would be watching. The broadcast was poor, C-. minus. You know, it was close to... And for everyone to know, I've never got, gotten anything higher than the C-plus on his rating scale. <laughs> yeah. You should be go to go to, to engineering undergrad. C's are just how life is, you know. It, it takes a lot to get a B. I'm not mad that I get a C plus. <laughs> it's just kind of like, damn. well, all right. It was a C minus because it was like you know a phone behind a court is what it looked like. It was equivalent to that. But but shot clock, referee, crowd. There was a crowd cheering, cheering every bag, every shot, and I was like, wait a second, is this going to be better than I expected? Because I'm expecting it to be a disaster. It can only go up, right? It's not going to get worse. The Yeah, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, that's a good point. Once you hit rock bottom. Yeah. That, but I like the referee in the shot clock right there. It, it did make it seem more interesting. So let's say this back on the ACL train. Yeah. Justin and Logan. Congratulations for making top four. You won your bracket. Good job. You won your bracket. Congratulations. Yep. Um, it takes a lot to win a bracket. Hey, sponsored by AJ's. Sponsored by AJ's AJ's flagship sponsor. Yeah, let's go AJ's. But um, yeah, it's hard to win a bracket, um, especially when you're the defending champs. Um, Justin, specifically, your singles and doubles defending champs. You got on the broadcast. It happens. Moving on. No one's going to remember it because everyone's going to remember the the greatest double game ever. Yeah. But I will say, you know, this is when we find out. Are you going to coast off of your national success? Or are you going to not be satisfied and stay hungry? Yeah, I think they're going to stay hungry. They're, they're young. They are. You but know? It's, it's very easy to be like, I accomplished my goals and now I'm good. So I would not be surprised if, you know, I've heard, Jay, you know, Justin practices. He said that oh, in yeah, our yeah. In, in here that during each, he, he's a, he's a guy who practices and he had the bar of soap uh, opportunity. It was just stacked up like you, Dumb. Like, like you would prepare it. Dumb. That he tried it? Yes. Do you remember what he said? In the, I remember him saying, oh, it always kicks off. And that's exactly what happened. It was dumb because you had, what What do you accomplish by hitting that? Well, you, a big momentum change. I think they were grasping Is there? for. You yeah, because you get, you knock their bag off. You hit a great shot. You start feeling good. Your partner starts feeling good. You get. So you reach. Okay. So. That's a potential. Okay, you're on TV. Let's just call it how it is. You're on TV. Y'all are both not throwing good at all. A, a bar of soap opportunity comes up, which is an extreme precision shot. That you admittedly don't hit. You have to break your form to hit that shot, just so you know, because you're going to have to put extra ass on it, right? So why would you choose to go for that shot when you're already admittingly not throwing good for a momentum shift? You need to put bags in the hole. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I view it. You need bags in the hole. Why are you trying to go for a big shot right now? 
if you're gonna go for a big shot, put a blocker up there. Hopefully he has a bag on the other side on the uh, back side of the hole and go for an and one. Do something like that. But a bar of soap is not And he went slick side too. I guess he always you goes slick go, side on, on a bar of soap. But he could have done the the you know, push push the pile could have been an option for him. I think just cut around it and leave it alone. Yeah. You are not in a position to go for that right now. Yeah. He is kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. But I thought it was interesting that they called a timeout. You know, I, Justin, I think, or Logan, I think, was like, yeah, go for it. And he did exactly what he told us that he, his typical miss for the attempt on the bar. So it just skipped right off, knocked everything in and skipped off the back. If Logan had that same opportunity, I would tell him to shoot it. Yeah. But Justin, with the way he throws, you're asking a lot for him to hit a bar of soap with no bumpers. Yeah. It's just a lot. Not that, I mean, I think Justin is the more talented, more proven player, but ju- when Logan, when it comes to that specific shot, yeah, almost automatic. <clears throat> well, let's see. Other Texas teams, uh, I know Fisher Hamilton and Gavin Cano, Fisher not being from Texas, but I know they made a pretty deep run, but didn't make it to the final four. And then I couldn't look up the final four singles. Justin made final four singles, actually. I just remembered. Okay. And uh, I believe he was uh, defeated by uh, Graham. Uh, but it could have been, you know what? It could have been uh, Alex Rawls. And Jamie Graham is coming back. I mean, J- oh, hey, he's stepping Graham, over the line. He's pulling a Frank Modlin now. Have you seen that? He changes his throw a lot. I've seen him do a lot of different things. Um, he's really good. Jamie Graham was the top of the game when I was coming up. He's really, really good. Um, glad to see him come back some. He's, he's developed a little bit of a flop shot. And um, yeah, we were actually talking about, okay, so... LeBron got swept. <laughs> yeah. We acknowledge LeBron yeah. got swept. Uh-huh. So this, so there's a lot of going on, MJ, LeBron, yada, yada, yada. No one wants to talk about how LeBron's in year 40. I mean, in year 20, sorry. He is 40, 38. But we're talking about level of competition here equating to your greatness. MJ, I don't care what any older person is saying, MJ was not playing the talent that is available right now. MJ did not have to play a fucking Jokic ever. Ever, Jamal Murray would be an MVP candidate in fucking MJ's time. So when we're talking about guys like to bring this back to cornhole, yeah, guys like Jamie Graham, that yeah. guy. Um, the strength of field is um, the term we use in golf. Strength of field. Cornhole is only getting harder because more people are finding out about the game and more people are getting better at the game. Right. So guys like Jamie Graham, Matt Guy. Um, Ryan Windsor, they're, they're not automatic anymore. It used to be, hey, they're going to be at the end, period, end of story. But now everyone's getting better. Everyone can do everything they can do. But and, we're still we're seeing the same teams over and over again at the end. But you know what? Are you? Are you? Yeah, uh, Shimahor, Deedstead, And Don't get me wrong. There's always going to be people that are at the top of the game right now. Yeah. There's always going to be that. But my point is it comes in waves. Yeah, the field keeps getting stronger. Is that, yes. is, that, is that your point? Yes, the field keeps on getting stronger. You know, the other thing I just thought of is that with the ACL, the game's locked, right? You can't come play. You can't go be a pro right now and go play in a shootout, right? You can play in the opens, but the only thing that's going to be on TV, it, which is what everybody wants to do, is the uh, the shootouts, the uh, nationals, the right. <laughs> Super Bowl. Right. You got to be a pro and the game's locked, right? If you're a right. kid, you're not gonna, probably not going to make it. And if you're an adult, you know, you better be pretty damn good. Right. So is... Seeing Jamie Graham get back up there, where do, where do we think we are? Do you think we're going to see those guys start falling off a little bit because the strength of field, again, is only going to get uh, harder? Or do you think that 
we're I mean, do you think we're just going to see random appearance appearances? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, random appearances because the strength of field is increasing and everybody is getting to that point where they're all really, really good. They're throwing 11s. They've got trick shots. Um, and there's going to be so many of them that it just becomes a numbers game. They all can't win. They all can't make Final Four. Um, so for the guys that stay dedicated and stay in it, that don't have other more lucrative things to do with their time, I think will be there and will be, you know, they're going to be winning tournaments now and then. So Jacob, Jacob Gore dethroned Alex Rawls 100% as the best kid player in the pro division? Yes, the answer is yes. Alex Rawls has. I didn't know Alex Rawls was a kid. Oh, sorry, not Alex Rawls. Alex Hicks. Oh, Alex Hicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. AKA Baby Goat. Baby Goat. Yeah. Where's he been? Well, there's that other kid from Texas. Is it Wittenhouse? Whit Whitmore? No. When you're talking about young talent right now, you are only talking about two people, and it's Alex Hicks, who had a great year last year. Last year. Yeah. And then Jacob Gore, who has having one hell of a year this year. And to be specific, I don't think Alex Hicks, he wasn't in the pro division doing what he's doing. He was winning opens with some of the best pro partners he could get. Right. Jacob Gore is doing crazy things in singles in the pro division. Yes. And I think they don't want, okay, saying this is a grain of salt, they don't want um, Jacob Gore to win, by the way. They being ACL? ACL, because if Jacob Gore wins then he is um all the gambling gets refunded. Is that right? Yes. I did because not know that. you cannot bet on a kid. <laughs> okay. So keep that in mind in all of this. Yeah, I watched him play a little bit. Super good. Plays with a ton of confidence. A lot of fun to watch play, you know? And he, and, and I like it because he takes chances. There's a couple things he does that are fucking stupid. He does some stupid stuff, but dude, he can do stupid stuff and still be in the game. Yeah. Well, there's a cup. There's a lot of little. There's a lot of kids out there that are really good, and but he's definitely the best. He's the king of the. He's the king of the the kids. I guess you can say. Yes. Right? Until Sammy Soto is in the pro division. Yeah. It's Jacob Gores right now. So speaking of Sammy Soto, he is the. Now we're going to pivot back to TCL. Well. Are you want to do a? a, let's a cut it. We're going to cut it. Cut it.